Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4constructionpros.com and covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. My name is Becky Schultz, editor of Equipment Today. And in this episode, we hear from three female team members from Sunbelt Rentals who shared their diverse backgrounds and roles within the company, their own career paths within Sunbelt Rentals, and the larger career potential for women within the construction industry. Let's dig in with them now. Thank you for joining us. Here with us today is Tiffany Mendez, Regional Sales Director at Sunbelt. Dana Shelke Bray, who is the National Strategic Customer Manager for Sunbelt, and Christy Thompson, a mechanic at Sunbelt Rentals. And we're all going to be discussing women in construction. And to start us off, I'd love to learn a little more about each of your background. And maybe just to kick us off, we'll kind of just go around our circle here. And let's start with you, Dana. Can you talk to us about how you got started in the construction industry and you know what piqued your interest and in, in how you ended up at Sunbelt Rentals? Absolutely. Uh, thanks for you know having us here. I was in construction, my around construction most of my life. My dad was a cement finisher and then worked his way up as a general superintendent. I worked two summers while attending college at the company that my, my dad worked at. Some of the hardest, longest days of my life. That is definitely where I learned to respect the industry, that's for sure. You know, it's one of those... It's nice to have that feeling of being a part of something at the beginning and the whole way to the end and years down the road, you can drive by and think to yourself in some small way, you know, I was a part of that. Sure. Great. And could we have you dive in there, Tiffany, and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up where you are right now? Absolutely. Thank you very much. I'm So I'm originally from uh, the Imperial Valley, California's Imperial Valley, or uh, what we lovingly refer to as the desert Southwest. There's not a whole lot going on down there besides agriculture, manufacturing, and construction. So right out of high school, I went to work for a company called United States Gypsum. I worked at their Plaster City plant, and I was there for four years. I was a production line driver. And I got to drive all kinds of fun, big equipment, forklifts, wheel loaders, a lot of the same stuff that we rent today. Following that, I uh, joined an equipment rental company in Yuma, Arizona, started out in the wash bay. So there's a joke in rental business for all of those us that are lifers. We, we joke around all being born in a wash bay. Uh, okay. It's true in my case. I started out washing equipment and I was uh, afforded the opportunity to move into the office and work at the counter, which is a big deal in uh, equipment rental when you get to go from yard to uh, counter. I stayed with that company and worked my worked my way uh, through the ranks. We were renting uh, agricultural equipment, specializing in irrigation systems. And we saw as the Yuma Valley began to change and become more gentrified, if you will, people started moving in. There was more construction opportunity so at first we were using our agriculture pumps and pipeline to design dewatering, filtration and uh, transfer systems for contractors. We saw that there was better margins in that market. And so little by little, we started to craft our product offering more toward construction and industrial customers and while still maintaining the ag business. And uh, that really got me my start in the construction end of the business, in the construction end of rental. And from there, I was uh, I was able to transfer around several times with that company and then ultimately ended up in the Bay Area. 
Great, great. So how about you, Christy? Can you talk us through kind of how you got involved in what you're doing for the company? I actually started right out of high school. I got an apprenticeship as a small engine mechanic. Uh, I've been doing that about 25 years and just going through switching jobs. I've been in the rental industry for probably close to 20 in and out. I've been with Sunbelt for six years and I've recently started my heavy equipment apprenticeship. It was actually almost 20 years to the day from starting one apprenticeship to the second. Well, that's great. Good for you. I mean, it it sounds like you all have had a very interesting path into working in the construction industry, whether starting from, you know, having a background in the industry, almost like falling into it in some ways. So I think that that's not unusual that you see a mix of that. Can you talk a little bit more about each of you, about some of the responsibilities you have in your current roles? I started, I've been with Sunbelt now for 16 years. I started with Sunbelt actually, a funny story, playing softball. I used to be a teacher before that was what I went to college for. So I uh, was a teacher for two years, didn't have any friends, moved it from Pittsburgh to South Florida. And one of my colleagues' husband said, hey, do you want to join a softball league? And I said, that's great. I played in college. Perfect fit. So I've started playing with uh, their team and I quickly left teaching and moved over to Sunbelt about two summers later. They became my family through softball and then through work. During that time, like I said, I've been here for 16 years. During that time, I started as a resort rep. It was in South Florida, calling on conventions, hotels, events throughout South Florida. And then I moved into a territory sales rep. And then after that, went into what we used to call our key account program, dealing with larger companies within that region district that I was responsible for, then moved in as a district sales manager for that same district down in South Florida. Now the strategic customer manager for the last six, seven years. My job is ultimately, I hold the relationship at their corporate level with some of the largest customers that Sunbelt Rentals has, myself and my colleagues, and then also connecting the dots throughout the United States. So, you know, rather it be an outside sales rep in California, you know, or a, you know, having service issues with a Christie, I believe I heard the accent up in Canada. I really get to connect the dots and make sure that our customers are having the best possible experience throughout the United States. Great. Uh, Tiffany, can you share some of what your responsibilities are? Absolutely. So again, I've had many different jobs with Sunbelt on the operations and and the sales side. A lot of opportunity here. It's been uh, been a lot of fun and uh, definitely feel very uh, supported by the company. My current role is that I'm the region sales director for Northern California, Northern Nevada, and Hawaii. I really, I mean, there's two jobs at Sunbelt, either your sales or your sales support. And so my my role is very much a support role. I manage the regional strategic program for my end of the region. And I also support folks just like Dana, our national managers, when they have an initiative or a rollout, the sales director's responsibility to make sure the relationship that they bring us gets crafted in the field and that we maximize the project and region office opportunity that they bring to us. And it's also a lot of development and training for our territory sales reps. Uh, what we call our outside sales rep. So it's just making sure that as they onboard, that they have a clear understanding of all the tools that Sunbelt has for them to, you know, all their sales tools, and then also just helping them learn how to be Sunbelt and how to um, interact with customers, how, how to win and grow business. 
So very much a support role and uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying doing it. Awesome. And how about you, Christy? Let's hear what you are primarily doing within your role. Well, mostly repair and we do have a shop manager, so I'm under him, but when he's gone, I deal with the customers also, but actually through Sunbelt, one of my colleagues, I got a teaching job also at one of the local colleges teaching a small engine class, which I am really hoping that we get more women out there. And also there is many opportunities for me to grow here. As I started off as a mechanic one, I'm now a mechanic two and working on my mechanic three. I've gotten my heat license and many different trainings through Sunbelt, which has been excellent. Uh, looking forward to many more. Yeah, and the more job opportunities to grow and get higher in the company. That sounds great. I mean, what the kind of the central theme I'm hearing so far is that there's, you know, you've all had a, some great opportunities to grow from kind of a, a, you know, a starting point into roles that you're really excited and passionate about within the industry and just continue to see opportunities for growth. Before we dive into, you know, kind of more of a general thing on the opportunities for women in the construction sector, I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of that elephant in the room where, you know, we hear a lot about how women have some challenges coming into such a male dominated industry. And I think some of those those challenges aren't as prevalent as they once were. But can you talk about some of the, the challenges that you've faced along your career path in this sector and, you know, how you've overcome any challenges or obstacles that you may have encountered? There's challenges anytime you start any new career. The construction industry is is no exception. Um, however, this industry, it can be very uh, generational, old school, hard work mentality. Knowledge and respect is earned through doing so. You being a female, it just adds an extra layer into the equation or the challenge, I should say. You know, I've always felt like I've needed to study harder, be more knowledgeable. You need to have tougher skin. You need to be stronger, but not overbearing. You also need to be patient. I respect the industry as a whole, but I do know there are biases and judgment out there. But I put myself out there as, you know, I have 16 years of experience now. So whenever I walk onto a job site, of course, are there challenges? Are there going to be those, those biases? Of course there are. Such is life. So <laughs> I think everybody on the call, and you could talk to male and female, I think there's always going to be challenges. You outwork people sometimes too. And, and this industry just fits my personality as it probably does Christy and Tiffany on here. You know, I like the hard work. I like earning the respect of my colleagues and my customers. That's fun, right? It's a great industry to be a part of. And Sunbelt really, you know, both of my colleagues here have said it, there's growth here. If you have the skill set and you work hard, yes, there are challenges, but they absolutely will reward you and they respect the skill set that you bring, not necessarily gender. Perfect. So. Tiffany, can you contribute to that? Really, my experience with, uh, let's call it a gender bias or it being more difficult for females in a, in a construction related role. And most of that I encountered when I was younger and it was, it was not at Sunbelt. But the main challenge that I would face in the field, especially when I was younger <laughs> demographic. And we're talking back in the late nineties. So I was very much an anomaly, the only female sales professional in or operational professional in the, in the group. 
I didn't really face it as much for my peers, but when you'd walk onto a construction site, you would know that you're immediately being discounted for being young and being female. And the cool thing about that is you can absolutely use it to your advantage because when you're already, when people have completely discounted you, there's only one way to go from there. And so my tack was always just, I'm going to be extremely professional and I'm going to be a solutions provider. I'm going to model myself as a long-term solutions provider and I'm going to solve this customer's problem, you know, from groundbreaking until closeout. I, I, will, I will win this person over. So the more crotchety, dismissive they were, it, there was this weird correlation where the, the more difficult they were to win over, the more long-term and loyal of a customer they became. And to the point that they say, well, I need to be able to get in touch with you because you're the only person I know can solve my problem. <laughs> That's uh, great. <laughs> so so there was, there's this weird leverage that you can use. I, again, I saw it more in my, in my younger years in the industry. Since I've been at Sunbelt, I worked for uh, Bill Lachlan, who in the West Coast, he's like the godfather of rental. It's like a bucket list item to work for Bill Lachlan. So he's, he's since retired, but uh, uh, just a, a, a great mentor and a, and a dear friend. I would always tell Bill that his, his hiring practices were like an episode of The Voice. He's so much diversity in his uh, regional team. And you could absolutely tell that he was picking people based on their skill set and their talents, irrespective of any other demographic that they might fit in. I figured out ways to overcome the challenges in my career, but truly like, I, I, don't, I don't have to do that here. And it, and it really is about like, what do you bring and, uh, you know, and how, and how do you apply it? We're lucky to be where we're at with this company particularly. Great. And, and Christy, how about you? What kind of experiences have you encountered? Uh, I agree with both ladies. It's, it's a, been a fine line and had a lot more issues in my younger years. I worked for Sears Canada for a while and uh, going into people's homes was a totally different atmosphere and, having to deal with people one-on-one -on -one like that. You know, I, I heard a lot of negative, but it seemed to be twice as much positive. So you have to take that positive. As a younger woman that I was, I had to work twice as hard to prove that I knew what I could do. It always bugged me when I would hear, see, it takes a woman to do it, when I would fix something that other people couldn't. Because my thing was, Yes, I'm a woman, but I did not have women mentors. They were all men, right? Everything I've learned, I've learned from men. And it's been the positive men that have uh, put me in this position. That's great. I mean, I it, wish I, there were more women. <laughs> I, I, I agree. And, and I, since you bring that up, I, I would like to talk about that because I think that this industry has a lot to offer, whether it's being in the rental side of the business, whether it's being in the shop, whether it's being in on the construction site, doing the work in the field, there are tons of opportunities in the construction industry. And I guess I'd like to hear from each of you, you know, what keeps you passionate about this industry and what you would like to say about the opportunities you see out there for women coming into the construction industry and being able to build a career for themselves. And, and let's go ahead and start with you again, Dana. All right, let's keep it going. Yeah. Um, you know, I have the pleasure within my my current role that I get to talk to equal colleagues and equal customers. So I keep my passion, though, mostly by talking to colleagues, brainstorming, connecting with all levels of our organization throughout the country, hearing their stories, hearing their ideas, their challenges. It makes me want to continue to learn, adapt. I always am looking for ways to evolve and improve. Sometimes that is, you know, accomplished by listening, 
taking opportunities to mentor others. I mean, we, we both just talked about, we had mentors that happened to be men just based on all three of us have been in the industry for quite a while now. Being able to mentor young men and women now coming up, that is really cool. It's, there's just something great about being able to talk to yourself, you know, that was there 15 years ago and having a, a, a woman on the other side. So that is cool. I do think it takes a special woman to be in this industry, but if they have the right skill set, they can do whatever they want to do. I mean, I think the three of us on this call have, have demonstrated that today. If you're willing to do it and it's something that you're passionate about, I think there's all the opportunity in the world for women in this industry, but it does take people like the guys that mentored us and then us to step into that role also, as we've been in this industry for a long time to rise up other women within this industry too. I agree. Tiffany, what are your thoughts? I mean, what keeps me passionate is really in any part of construction, construction is so diverse and and the equipment rental, the equipment piece of construction is so incredibly diverse that no two days are alike. There's something different to do every day. There's a different kind of flavor, different kind of project, a different application. To Dana's point, you're, you're consulting with your colleagues. You're consulting with your, we have different business verticals that specialize in different things. And we are constantly in communication with them and talking about how to provide the solution for our customers and engage our professionals and our experts in every field to make sure that we're providing this this total solution for our clients. And as far as uh, opportunity for for females in the construction industry, I'm on a, a volunteer board for one of our trade associations. And one of the things I'm extremely passionate about on that board is our, our student programs. We have student chapters from different universities where we uh, basically we give the students paid scholarships, airfare and conference registration to come to our show and to learn. And they volunteer their time, but they get to learn. And you see this diverse group of students. So you have an opportunity to be with them and mentor them and talk to them about opportunity. When you think about construction, it's, it's not just digging a trench or putting a tilt up in place, or it's it's all about all of the peripheral industry like environmental science, the environmental science, the engineering piece, civil engineering, the safety piece. There's so many different aspects of construction. So for us, I feel like the responsibility and the challenge is to educate and train all of the diverse up-and-comers in university and trade school, high school graduates, excuse me, that are interested in our field. We're not going to be able to do it forever. And it's all about how we are uh, mentoring, training, and giving back to the next generation. And when I look at the demographic just in our trade association, it it is probably about 40% female students. So I know it's there and I know that there's opportunity for those students. And I would say it's modern times now. And every company that's on the board that I talk to, a big part of what we talk about is diversity in the workplace and not just to check a box. It, when, when you look at the diversity initiatives now in the United States, it's about people recognizing that there's strength in diversity and that there's, there's strength in a varied demographic of workforce. And that as you bring different types of people and different genders and demographic uh, groups, ages together, that you, you just, you have a richer environment and you have more creativity. And, and that is what continues or what will allow us to continue to differentiate ourselves is uh, promoting and and nurturing that creativity. Super excited about it. Yeah, I can, I can tell. And I think that's great that the group that you're involved with is really actively pursuing those avenues as well and encouraging that diverse type of workforce to come in. Christy, what about you? What, what keeps you passionate and what opportunities do you see in, especially in the area of the, the industry that you're involved in? 
I love learning new things. I get bored easily and then I change jobs. So as long as I'm learning new things, I get bored. I need something to uh, just spark an interest. And the fact that we have so many different pieces of equipment and different avenues to go. Every school I've ever been to, I've been the only female. Every apprenticeship, every course I've taken, the only female. And I just really want to change that and really want to do whatever I can to change that. Anybody I talk to, any high school student, tell them if you get bored easy, if you want job protection, you don't want to have to worry about looking for a job. Go into the trades, whether it's mechanical, electrical, whatever. The trades are the way to go. And there's always like some women worry, am I going to be able to lift that or have these, you know, concerns? There's always something to help you with that. There is lift mechanisms. There's, you know, I'm 45 years old and I'm still doing it. I know the average age when I started in the small engine industry was 65. Wow. So there is so much need for the trades. Absolutely. And it's job security. It is complete job security. I have never gone long without a job. That's that's amazing. And I think one of the things that obviously there has been a significant skills and labor gap that the industry has been facing. And, you know, what you're saying that here's a great opportunity to, to build, you know, the workforce, but there are obviously some obstacles, some hurdles to getting people to come into the workforce, whether it's women or other, you know, other demographics. Can you talk about what you see as opportunities to, to overcome those hurdles? Do you, do you have any insights into how we might get more awareness of the job types of jobs that you have even to inspire people because certainly all of you seem very passionate about what you do and and it's exciting to talk to you but how do we get that passion conveyed to others out there who might be looking for a new opportunity I think if we were going to talk about the hurdle, I think the the biggest hurdle about bringing more women into this industry is that there's more men in this industry. And there will probably always be more men in this industry and in the trades. And that's okay. However, that doesn't mean that women should be intimidated or think that they don't belong because of that. I think that's the biggest, you know, challenge. Obviously, seeing more women in the industry on a daily basis helps break that persona. But truly, it's the, it's the men in the industry that can change the projection as well. As we all three of us have talked, I was blessed to have male mentors at Sunbelt that truly wanted me to succeed, not because I was a woman, but because I earned it and because they recognize that. It's a joint effort barrier that needs to be broken down. It, it, it is a hurdle, if you will. At the end of the day, everybody just recognizing everybody's skill set. And it's just kind of funny because I think we've all been in this so long. This is probably the most any of us have talked about women in the, in the industry, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yep. I think so. We every single day. And I, I guess uh, like to Tiffany and Christie's, you know, earlier response is we have dealt with this, uh, you know, maybe some, some challenges at the beginning and, but all those challenges kind of made us how we are today. And I wouldn't change that either. 
like I said, it was probably hard for all of us to put our thoughts together. I know it was for me because I just don't talk about it that often. You know, we talk about stories and, and challenges of the job or a client, not necessarily us anymore. That that Those would be my, my thoughts on just how to bring more women in is just, it takes all of us to break that, that persona down. Absolutely. How about you, Tiffany? What do you think? I think Dana's exactly right. We just need to start talking about it when we have the opportunity or if there's another platform to just talk about it and talk about how it's working for us and how it's not scary. I, I see it going the right way here in my end of the region. We, we've got more females coming in all the time. And our leadership team, again, all of our district managers so far here are male, but they are all very supportive of and diligently seeking more female employees. So I think a lot of times too, it's just the perception of construction. It doesn't always get a lot of females excited when they think about construction. They're not thinking about like finely engineered design build systems. They're thinking about, uh, about digging and about most people, when you think about construction, you think about the dirt end of construction, the first phases where you're doing all the foundations. And so it seems dirty. And so I, I really feel like it's just better education that there's a lot of other things to do in construction. I mean, you can get your hands as dirty as you want, but you don't necessarily have to. There's other things that you can do on the safety side too. The safety piece of construction is it's so paramount and uh, it's so indispensable to what we're doing right now. Everything that we're doing starts with safety. And just what I'd like to see, especially as an, as an avenue for females, is just more focus on that, on, hey, there's a whole career you can build in safety from the ground up that just requires your studying and your persistence, you know, being out in the field and seeing how it's done. But uh, nothing gets done without the safety piece being fully intact first. So that's just such a huge part of the business, I think, that we're not talking about. In, I mean, we're talking about safety every day, all day long, but we're not talking about it, I don't think, as much in terms of the great career opportunity, you know, that lies as part of the construction industry. So I would just, I think that it, it, it needs to be a more measured approach to showing the attractive side of the business, if you will. I mean, for right. me, it's all attractive, but for, for those who don't know, they're, you know, and my, even my daughter, my daughter's seven and I tell her, cause my husband's a scaffold guy. So I, I've always said, look, you got two choices. You can, you know, you can learn to build scaffold systems or you can learn how to, you know, design and build bypass systems. She wants to be a, a YouTube, uh, content creator and she wants nothing to do with any of it. But uh, even with my own female child, I've, I've failed to show her the, you know, the pretty <laughs> side of construction. So. But you know, what's interesting is I spoke to a construction company, a, a large electrical company that is actually trying to bring gamers into their operations because they are so qualified to be able to help with things like doing BIM models and things, you know, mm -hmm. things of that nature, helping with the virtual reality. So there are other lots of different types Absolutely. of roles within construction that go well beyond, you know, digging a, a hole out on a job site. So and, and speaking of different roles, Christy, I'd love to get your thoughts on our discussion here. Well, I think uh, what we're doing here today, just being open, visible and open to the conversation with people on an everyday basis. Sure. That in uh, education in high schools, opening it up to people that they just aren't aware most of the time of the different industries and education and paths that you can go in this industry. 
Right. Yeah. And I, that's a good point because, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the the high schools are no longer even focusing on tech skills anymore. And that is a disservice to students, in my opinion. And I'm sure you probably feel the same way that they're not getting that exposure to other careers. I guess I'd like to kind of close things out by just asking you if there's anything more that you would like to share with us that to help encourage people to look, think outside the box when it comes to the career field and consider whether it be a woman or whether it be someone from another diverse segment of the employment marketplace to consider construction because this is an industry that has a lot of growth potential. Do you have any other thoughts that you'd like to share at this point? Yeah. I mean, you know, I have always, you know, I, I travel on planes for a living in, in, in normal times, I travel on planes for a living. And, and it's always funny, you know, I'm sitting on a plane and somebody, male, female, doesn't matter, young, old, they'll say to me, you know, what do you do for a living? And I say, I rent construction equipment. And they look at you like, oh, and then it sparks a conversation. And by the end of the conversation, they think it is like the coolest thing in the world, that that's even a market, that that's even a thing, right? If I were to say to my younger self, basically, with anything, you know, stay focused. Don't let things derail you. If you want to be a mechanic, you know, strive to be the best mechanic out there. If you want to be a, a truck driver, then do what needs to be done to make that happen. If you want to go into sales or operation, educate yourself, invest in yourself. You know, I tell my son and my daughter all the time, you know, they've only known me in this industry. I always tell them, you can be whatever you want to be in life, but that doesn't mean that there's not going to be challenges and, and hurdles along the way. They need to be that change, both of them. So that's really what I would tell my younger self if I was coming into this uh, industry or telling people that, you know, like Christy said, I think a lot of it's just education and, and the misconception of the, of the industry. Tiffany, do you have additional thoughts that you'd like to share? Anything to do with construction. So it could be environmental construction, infrastructure, petrochemical. Uh, there's so many different things we can talk about in terms of construction, but all of those are and will continue to be essential business. If you put yourself in a position to work in construction, you will always have something to do. And the other thing I would say, if I'm, if I'm mentoring, you know, again, a younger me, <laughs> And I, I would just say, go boldly and be unafraid because there, it doesn't matter the political or the economic environment, doesn't matter. What matters is that what's important to regulators drives what's important to construction. And we discover that thing and we capitalize on it. Everybody needs rental equipment, but everybody needs essential business. So there's always a way to make money. There's always a way to be essential. So just focus on that. You will always have something to do. And, uh, and go boldly. That, that'd be my advice. Great. And Christy, you want to close us out with this? For sure. One thing I know, like I have two older boys and when they were finishing high school and trying to decide what they wanted to do, they were stressing out, thinking about what they were going to do for the rest of their life. The way I see it, you're going to change jobs a few times. So don't worry about what you're going to do with the rest of your life. What is your passion right now? and go with that. Stick with that, educate yourself, do the best you can with that. And if that changes, change with it. Either you can change within the industry or you can, you know, go back to school and do something else. Just do what you're passionate about. 
Well, I think those are all great points, great insights. And I've had a really great time having a chance to chat with all of you three ladies. Appreciate you taking the time to share with us. Well, that's it for this edition of Digging Deeper. Thank you to Tiffany Mendez, Dana Shelke Bray, and Christy Thompson from Sunbelt Rentals for taking the time to talk with us. Tune in every week for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by 4constructionpros.com. You keep listening, we'll keep digging. Until next time.